Football Social Daily. Premier League Update. Hello, welcome to Football Social Daily and this is your Premier League update for Wednesday. On the agenda today, the summer transfer window, and I know we've just had the winter one, but Premier League clubs will soon need to decide whether to push back the August deadline back to the 31st, the same as it was before, after it closed earlier this season. Plus, there were FA Cup replays last night, Liverpool's kids, the youngest red side ever fielded, snuck past Shrewsbury at Anfield. And Newcastle United got through to the fifth round for the first time in 14 years. One Toon fan in the crowd at Oxford got particularly excited about it. Hopefully, Marley Anderson, you won't be getting your... It wasn't me. (laughs) I'd end up in HR as well if I did it in the office. We've also got Lee Whitehouse. What a day for it as well as the Baggies face Newcastle in the next Ah, round. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Perfect. You two can go head to head and hopefully there'll be no obscenities in the studio this time around. (laughs) Um, If Lee starts undoing his pants, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Niall. Thanks for downloading the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. And if you like what you hear, hit subscribe and leave us a review as well. That would mean a lot to us. Let's kick off the show by talking about the endeavours of our Premier League sides in the FA Cup. Fourth round replays last night and what better place to start than at Oxford where Newcastle were taking Taken to extra time, it must be said, by the League One side. It finished 2-2 after 90 minutes, and it was a 90th-minute strike from Oxford, which took it to that extra half hour before Alain Saint-Maximin scored, what has to be said, a great goal to secure the victory. I should we should really explain what we were referring to there in the intro, Marley. And, and considering you as, are as best we can, considering you are the Newcastle United fan here, I will let you explain what happened after St. Maximin scored. Oh right, I've got the ble- the bleeper is is ready to if, use. So well, I'll try not I'll try not to make you use it too much. Um, basically, Newcastle fans have a a reputation, don't they, of, of showing too much skin in the crowd. <laughs> and it's usually fat blokes with the top off and NUFC tattooed on the belly. In minus four degrees yeah, in January. Wh- yeah. Whatever the weather it is, yeah. Um, but last night, for some bizarre reason, I don't know why, I don't know why you would do this <laughs> in front of 20,000 people. St. Maximum back, like, scores an absolute screamer. And BBC Two, it's live on BBC Two at like 20 past 10, I think, I think it was. And then... <laughs> It cuts to the crowd and there's just one guy. You know when one guy catches your eye in the crowd? (laughs) It was that one guy and he just whips his pants down and just heli... I think the term is helicopter. (laughs) He he helicopters his his bits and it's it's live on BBC Two and we're like, oh, for God's sake, like what have you you done that for? It takes the whole shoes off for your tune to a whole new level, doesn't it really? (laughs) Definitely. Showing too much skin is a good way to describe it, to be honest. You weren't doing that in your living room though I hope were you uh, no I wasn't no. <laughs> I'd have been shouted at by my, uh, my by my girlfriend if I, uh, if, I if I did that again I've seen again. enough Marley I've seen enough yeah. <laughs> anyway so. first time through to the fifth round for 14 years so yeah. a reason to celebrate for that one supporter who probably took it over the top but well, you can see why the fans were so excited that's what he was excited about wasn't it He's, I've not done this in 14 years <laughs> I did it last time um, yeah 14 years is mad isn't it like I was 14 years old the last time we got to the, this this stage of the FA Cup, and it's not even far. We're still in the fifth round. We're not yeah. even, it's not even the quarters or the semis or anything like that. It's just the, the fifth round. Mm. <sighs> You're not excited it's, by it then, Marley. <laughs> it's just like it's good to be in it. it. The fact we've played four games to get there yeah. is crazy because we've Rochdale and um, Oxford last night both took us to a replay and we couldn't get them out of out of sight the first time, but. It's great to get through. Um, we pl- actually played quite well. First half last night, we were we were great. Um, then Joe Linton got injured and we didn't have a proper striker on the bench. So Sean Longstaff 
played as like a, a sort of false striker mm. last night and had Almiron and and Maximan on the wings to try and sort of support him. Um, and Oxford got back into it a little bit and then they weren't, they never really looked like scoring until they scored that free kick in, a great free kick in the 86th minute to make it a bit nervy. And then uh, Nathan Holland scored that 93rd minute of 94 minutes added on. So yeah, he scored that. He's already been knocked out of the competition this year, by the way. Did you see that? The thing, uh, he got knocked out by... Uh, he must have been he playing was, for he was non-league playing for, or something. Yeah, he must was, it Ox- was it Oxford that beat West Ham? Yes. Oxford beat West Ham. He was playing for West Ham. Then he joined Oxford on loan. That was in the League Cup, though. As Le- yeah, it's not. Ox- was it? Oxford yeah. beat we, West Ham was in the it? League it's Cup. We yeah. beat West Ham. Oh, well, I got it wrong last yeah. night then. Well, there you go. Well, anyway, he's been cup competitions. He's sort of new lease of life every time. And he, he popped up, scored a great goal. And I was thinking, all right, we're going to penalties here and we're pretty knackered because we haven't had a penalty all season. Is we that right? You've not had a penalty all season? No, we haven't. Wow. No, not one wow. penalty. Not one penalty. Um, and we did have a couple in pre-season and Almiron missed when uh, when he had the chance and Joe Linton's never took one for us. And he'd, he'd obviously gone off at the time. Almiron went off. And it was like, oh god, if this goes to penalties, <laughs> like the, we've only got yeah. Fabian Cher who can take oh, penalties. Oh, so. You always find your, your centre half seem to come out with peaches oh. of pain, a penalty yeah. time. They always seem to score, don't they? They the just leather it, don't yeah. they? I they remember David Louise taking pens; he just smashes it in. Fabi- well, Fabian Cher actually takes has took them all his career for for country and club, whatever club he's been at. He's always taken he's always took the penalties, which is. But it would just would just have been our luck if he if we got there and then he would miss one. You just know he yeah. would miss one. So, well, talking about luck, Steve Bruce was asked after the last Premier League game that Newcastle played, which was a nil-nil draw against Norwich. Yeah. He was asked whether this season so far has been lucky. And he responded by saying, the amount of points we've got on the board after seven months of the Premier League season, calling it lucky would be an insult to the players. What's your perspective on that as a Newcastle fan? Because I think there are some concerns mm-hmm. about you kind of scraping through games, defenders scoring goals. Obviously, what we saw last night from St Maximin was a good sign moving forward, but a lot of the, the the kind of talk has been about how the defenders have been kind of pulling their weight rather than the strikers. It does sound disrespectful. I know where he comes from, as in, like, it, if you, you can't say that it has been lucky, but... Yeah, you don't have luck for seven months. No, yeah. that's what he's saying. you don't. Not, not in that league. You but just don't. the way we play... To score goals, it relies on a bit of luck. We don't pass through teams. We don't cut them open. We, there's no incisive sort of good attacking play. Yeah, teams did that for years. I mean, we, we had Tony Pulis. We we were we were actually pushing for seventh the one year. We we went to Everton and he went all defensive for some reason. Mm. That kind of killed the season for us and we went on a downward spiral. But we were already safe at that point. We were on, we, we finished that season around. I think we finished on. 49 points mm. but we're actually on 40 by middle of by mid-march that's when you had that sort of and late collapse didn't you yeah, yeah. That, we, we never recovered from it and then we went down the year after but the thing was with tony pulis in charge you know we didn't we didn't play we didn't pass through teams we were playing for set pieces he played for corners and that's mm. all he had the big man up front we had rondon lump the ball get him mm. running the channels get the corners get the free kicks get the ball in the box and get some get mccauley or olsen or dawson, dawson get yeah. get and Ronald was a big lad as well. Get get the big boys on the end of it, and that was that was his philosophy. And to be fair to him, it worked for a period at Stoke. He kept them up playing. That he's, he's never changed his philosophy. Um, yeah. you, know you know what you get. You know what you're going to get yeah. with Pulis. Mm. And to be honest, so it's one of our probably more successful seasons with him. Um, 
because of, I mean, we were pushing for Europe, you know, jokingly. I mean, if we'd have gone to... My only frustration with him was he was too defensive when the big game came. So played Everton away. Uh, we literally were four points behind them at that point. You go, right, go and beat Everton. And you can, you're within a point. Seventh is likely to get you Europe because of the big boys in the FA Cup. Yeah, It's like, you know, let's just go, let's go and uh, let's go and push for it. And he put a... He dropped his striker. <laughs> I, I remember we ended up with a midfielder playing up front on his own. Uh, five at the back, four in midfield. We lost 3-0. Season collapsed. Yeah. But the point is, they were saying, he Pulis wasn't lucky to get us in that situation. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. You've, got a set, you've got a core set of players who can do a job. If they're not... Yeah, amazingly tech, uh, you know, technician, um, uh, well, technical attention on the football. You've got to play to your strengths. Lucky would be if you scored like a 90th minute winner two uh, weeks in a row from a deflection or whatever, yeah. and then mm. you know if you keep doing that consistently yeah. and picking up points, it, when does it cross over the borderline yeah. of not being lucky and it's, into being actually you know what they are? And, and tell me if I'm wrong, Marley, but I, from what I can make out, looking at all the charts that keep coming out, and there's a big thing on Sky with VAR at the moment. You know exactly. Re- reaping all the rewards from that either, so you're not like VAR. So, yeah, so no, you, you're not nothing. you're not really had a great deal there. So again, you can't class it as luck. You know, for me, it's yeah, it's the guys it, doing the job, best job he can with that team. Yeah, it's hard to class it as luck because it is disrespectful. But the football we play is dire. Like you mentioned there about how you uh, Tony Pulis at West Brom played for uh, set pieces and corners and free kicks. Like we don't play for that. We our tactic is. We'll like you attack us, and if we nick the ball back, we'll go down that end at 100 miles an hour and try to try to score. When you throw your full backs up, um, and we'll get in behind you on the break, but it doesn't it doesn't work like that because our players are so quick up front. Like Almiron's very very quick, Saint Maximan's very very quick. They haven't got the gel because they all move too quickly. They the attack goes that quick right. that it's really hard for. Like Joel, I feel sorry for Joel Linton because he gets he gets pelters from everyone who doesn't who doesn't watch him. And fair enough for his lack of goals on the on the sort of like from the outside looking in, he doesn't score many goals. But when you're trying to make a run and you don't know what Saint Maximan and Almiron are gonna do because they're so instinctive and so fast, you've got like a split second to make a run that way. And if Almiron goes that way. That's it, you're yeah. out of it. And it, you, you only get one chance on the counter-attack. We're not passing it round with with patterns and he's getting used to what players do in certain situations. Because it's a counter-attack and it's all instinctive, it's like if we don't score, we've then got to face another Start three again. or four attacks <laughs> yeah. before we, we, before we nick the ball back. Again. And you're always relying on your goalkeeper and your defence having good games. And fair enough to us, like Dubravka's been amazing this season and he's kept us in so many games. Um, and that's that's one of the reasons why we're so high up the table because he keeps us in games and when, when that counter-attack does come off once or twice a game if we're lucky then it, uh, then, then we score goals and then yeah. then it looks it looks better because then we've got that defence to hold back on and, and sort of repel the other team and we can we can sort of just sit back and soak mm. it up but yeah. it's frustrating mm. to see it because our our way of scoring goals relies on the other team not being good enough to get through us and when a team does get through you, you're 1-0 down and you can't counter-attack at 1-0 down because they don't attack you with as much impetus because yeah, they don't need to saying. score a goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird mm-hmm. situation, but yeah. it, it is what it is. He, he says he hasn't got the players to to move to another formation. He wants to move to another formation. He's done it once this season. We got beat 5-0 by Leicester um, when Isaac Hayden got sent off. Um, and it, there was immediately rumours of the players saying we, we, we're not used to a back four. 
we we've played last back five for the last two years now. So to bring us into a back four takes time and yeah. all all the stuff that comes with that. So mm. he's got a, it. The proof will come from when he when he does take the plunge and tries to change formation. Then we'll see what he's all about. Because yeah. at the minute he is doing Rafa's tactics of last year, and he's saying you were good at that. Then let's just carry on and do that. We'll get safe, and then we'll we'll maybe mm. try and start expanding and playing a different way. But mm. and you've got West Brom in the next round. So Lee, I mean, <laughs> we do. Uh, you, you said before on the podcast when you were on last week about how the FA Cup, even to Championship teams, probably doesn't mean as much as it should do. Yeah, you've got a chance to, albeit you know, you beat West Ham. So there's no <laughs> reason why you couldn't go and beat Newcastle and get through to the to the quarterfinal uh, stage. Do you know, it's it's interesting. So well, I've I've got I've got my views on it. I. I I personally feel that promotion is priority this year. An FA Cup run, as nice as it is, you know, reality is the big boys generally tend to win it anyway. You, when you get to the quarters, you get a little bit more excited, I suppose, for the next round. But so since then, I've kind of messaged a few friends and you know, where are they at in terms of this? And they're all from different age spectrums. We do talk about 68 at West Brom a lot because that's the last time we won it. Mm. Um, but reality is, every, you know, a lot of fans are saying, heart. If if you can ask them, you know where their the passion is. Yeah, they would love to see us win an FA Cup, but the league's more important. And I think the way Slavon sets out his team is, we went to West Ham, we made eight changes. Um, yeah, you know, to the first team, and we got we got a bit lucky to us. I mean, I know that West Ham again hammered in the press a lot at the moment, but actually they could have put four or five passes that day if they had their scoring boots on. Mm. I don't think it's it's not important enough to to the teams at the top of the championship when promotion is so close is it less important because it's less realistic let's face it West Bromwich um, Albion are more likely to get promoted yeah, from the championship than they are to win the FA Cup potentially yeah there, there, there is an element to that but actually now I think you know the way that the game's gone and the way that the money's circling around football you know winning the FA if, for a championship side you need to be if you if you want to if you want to be a club that's successful you've got to be at the top table you've got to be in that Premier League mm. um, you know amongst the rest you know you've got to you've got to be in there you know, there's no. We've got. I mean, we got relegated uh, two seasons ago. So, if we don't get promoted this year, then parachute payments. Then stop, we're, we're done. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you you're not you're going to sit and dwindle at that level for mm-hmm. potentially another five, ten years. You know, some of these you could look at I mean, Leeds, yeah, look at Forest, they never get out. So, for, you know, yes, we would. It'd be great to see us. You get to the quarters, you think to yourself, get the if the draw goes nicely, brilliant. You're at Wembley. Chances are you're playing a top four, top six team. Yes, I mean, they're all been a bit abject this year mm-hmm. and you can get at them. But, you know, if you're going to tell me you get to the semi-final, lose to Ch- or get to the final, Ch- a day out at Wembley would be absolutely amazing in the final. But you're going to lose and you're not going to finish in the top two of the championship or you're not going to win the playoffs yeah. or get promoted at all. I'd go, no, nah, I want I want, I yeah. want play. I want to get promoted. That's... That's where the priority has to lie now. Let's say West Brom won the FA Cup and got promoted. What does that mean next season? You're playing European football while you're and trying to stay you, in the yeah. Premier League. Well, that would that would lit- be an absolutely amazing season. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I'm kind of jealous of, of Wigan fans insane. when Wigan won the FA yeah. Cup in 2013 and got, and got relegated, relegated and they yeah. got to play Europa League because yeah. that was supposed to happen to my team, Portsmouth, but we never got allowed. They kicked you us know, out because we had no money. <laughs> it's interesting because they, they got relegated that season a lot. I mean, when we were in the Premier League, actually, and we were there for quite a while, a lot of the fans, especially the older fans, and I've, I've said this a lot, the, the older generation were like, if we get relegated but win the FA Cup, oh, that'd be a great season. But, it's <laughs> like, but the reality is that when you're there and you're down in the Championship, no, you want to get back to where it... Yeah. I mean, you know, we play... You know, instead of going to 
you know, the likes of Barnsley and you know, <laughs> kind of Barnsley on Boxing Day. What, what a great away day that was. Um, <laughs> you know, instead of going to those kind of places, you, you're going to, you are going to like um, Spurs New Ground and you're going, yeah, to, yeah. you're going to the Emirates and you're going to Chelsea. And, you know, these are the places you want to be going to as much as you, 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 you kind of get fed up of losing down there at times, but yeah, you want to. That's where you. That's where you need mm. to be as football club. Until, until you do ambition. get into Europe, in which case you go into Astana in minus forty-five <laughs> degree temperatures <laughs> yeah. in the middle of nowhere in cities you've never heard of. The, the other thing for West Brom fans at the moment is seeing how well Wolves are doing. I mean, that's a killer for us. But it's actually, it just shows what a, such a. I mean, I've said this before on the podcast. There's such a well-run <laughs> club can do, yeah. and we need to be in amongst those guys as well because we've got Villa who would look like they could stay up this year. Um, they're they're putting you know they're really putting a fight in. Wolves are pushing in Champions League football, which is scary as hell. Um, you know, we we're just losing ground on our local rivals as well. So we, mm. you know, priority has to be for us to get up. And I think the team selection will prove that. To be yeah. honest, when mm-hmm. we come to play them in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Actually, talking of Wolves, a bit of behind the scenes news there from Molyneux is that their sporting director Kevin Thelwell will leave the club at the end of the month to join New York Red Bulls. So how much of an impact that will have on Wolverhampton Wanderers <laughs> remains to be seen. Whether they'll even look at replacing him, I don't know. It's said that the owner there is looking at restructuring the whole executive system at the club uh, after this departure, and they might not even replace the sporting director. So how much of an impact that has, uh, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, a reward for Shrewsbury, if they had got through against Liverpool, would have been a tie against Chelsea. Instead, Liverpool snuck through by a goal to nil. It was an own goal from former Manchester United man Rose Sean Williams at Anfield, which would have delighted the home crowd. Shrewsbury knocked out uh, and Liverpool through. Uh, we've got Oliver with us on work experience today. Hello, Oliver. How are Hello. you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, did you reckon Shrewsbury could have done a job over Klopp's kids? I mean, there was a few people questioning <laughs> whether the, the youngsters were going to be up to the task, but they managed to get through. Well, yeah, it could have been possible. I mean, I saw it almost as like a... Uh, Chicka Trade Trophy or was it Leasing.com Trophy yeah, now yeah, like that, yeah, in the 23s yeah. games and the yeah. and the teams in League 1 and League 2 so it was obviously a much changed Liverpool side but um, Shrewsbury had a chance I mean they did well in the in the first game with mm-hmm. drew two all so they managed to get back and get a replay but um, yeah it was a bit unfortunate with the own goal I guess they were in the game up until that point so yeah it was a bit unfortunate in the end I mean a lot of people whispering about treble you don't want to say that too loudly as we record this podcast in <laughs> Manchester <laughs> Manchester United fans will be yeah. all over you um, it's it, I mean, is there a chance now that Klopp is going to take the FA Cup more seriously now that they've got, you know, Chelsea? The league is pretty much sewn up. They're not going to mm. capitulate in the league, are they? It would be ridiculous. It'd be the worst collapse of all time. Mm. So do you think now that, you know, the winter breaks out the way, he knows that the league is pretty much almost sewn up and they've got Chelsea in the next round and they're probably the strongest team left in the hat, really. Do you think that he might take it more seriously and then think, actually, his eyes might widen and go, yeah, the treble's on here? Possibly, because he's not really got a great record in the FA Cup either. He's been knocked out in sort of third, fourth rounds. So, he, And, you know, these players will want to win an FA Cup. You know, players like, for example, Jordan Henderson, who's been there for so long, mm. he's he's not won an FA Cup. That's what players dream of winning. Mm. Um, so the players will want to win it, and I'm sure Klopp would. Um, and they are the best team at the moment. They'll fancy the chances against anyone. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I think they could take it seriously. It depends on the Champions League as well. Yes, the Premier League—they just want to win every single game, get get the record of all the records yeah. going, I guess. Mm. So they, they'll probably put out strong teams still in the Prem, despite mm. being as far as they are ahead. Mm. So, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how seriously they do, they do take it. Was Klopp proved to do the right thing by staying away, going on his winter break? I just think it's the most disrespectful thing for the competition. Yeah. It's an absolute disgrace. They should. I mean, I know that Man United got hammered for not actually entering a team. This was a long time ago when they went to that the was World, that first, the, about, club, about club, yeah, club, 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 twelve yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, 
But I just think, you know, for the first team coach of the, at the moment, the best team, not only potentially in the world, you know, we're talking Liverpool are that good at the moment. Yeah. Uh, to not even turn up to the game is disrespectful to not, well, firstly to Shrewsbury. I mean, they would have. Yeah, they would have loved to have pitched their chances to first to play against the first team of Liverpool. Granted, you know, the same outcome there, but they've lost to the lost to the kids. Yeah. Ultimately, mm. uh, and that's all everyone will ever remember it by. Or Liverpool get through youngest um, ever Liverpool starting. 11, I just, I, think. I just think it's an absolute disgrace what they've done. To be honest, I, I really do. Um, I appreciate it's a winter break, and it hasn't. You know, the the F the the FA and the Premier League haven't really discussed the winter break at all, have they? Because they've put the FA Cup replays in the middle of it. So teams like Newcastle have had, have had yep. to play during it. Um, lost, lost another two players last night. As yeah, well, so, injuries, you know, so. but it just it just reeks of just not. I mean, I think it's actually it's arrogant from from him. I him agree. Club. I, I, agree. I think you, should, you know they, with they keep talking about how to revitalize the FA Cup and does it mean anything and that everyone's concerned about you know this this competition that has so much history and so it's the most famous competition in football around the world everyone watches it and you've got the ba- the biggest team in the country who can enter it treating it with absolute disrespect i just think they should they should be banned from entering it next season because of it because they just i just think it's just disrespectful yeah i mean there was rumors marley suggesting that jürgen klopp might even give the dressing room a bell at half time you know <laughs> it's like if you're staying away do you just yeah, you stay totally away, stay away? Or, I yeah. mean, what kind of a situation is that? Well, he's, what, he's going to ring room service and then say, Seriously? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll actually give, uh, <laughs> I'll give my team a bell. Yeah. You know? Loudspeaker on uh, in the dressing room at Anfield, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I see, I'm not that bothered that they put out uh, a poor team because, well, not a poor, a young team because I still think that young team could have won the game and I was proved right by the fact that they did win the game last mm. night. Mm. The thing that really annoyed me was that he wasn't in charge of them like Mm. I don't think you need a a rest for a week and a half as a manager like he just wants to go on the the piss that's all he wants I know there's a lot of games and I know that players playing a lot of games is it's physical it's fatigue it's injuries it's exhaustion you're a manager like what, what I just think what what message does it send when you're you're the kids playing at Anfield in front of fifty thousand people, and the guy who you're trying to play for your whole career is trying to get into that first team, Isn't and he asked, can't yeah. be asked turning yeah. up. Yeah. That's that really wound me up. I, I thought that was very very arrogant. Um, play whatever team you want, but you be in charge. You are Liverpool's manager. It is Liverpool. It's not Liverpool under twenty threes, as in it's not the checker trade. It's, it's yeah. Officially, yeah. the checker trade trophy. Mm. Unofficially, everyone knows it was in uh, Liverpool's under twenty threes, but. It's still a Liverpool FC fixture, so Jurgen Klopp should have been the manager, and he should have been on the thing, on the on the touchline. But he said, "Oh well, it's not my team. He knows the team better than me." Well, he's not managing Liverpool. He's not Liverpool manager. The other, uh, the under twenty threes coach, Neil Critchley. Isn't Neil Critchley. Yeah, yeah. He's not. It's not him. They they don't dream of playing for him. They no. dream of playing for Jurgen Klopp at Anfield, and that's he should have been there. How does Jurgen Klopp not know he's under twenty three team? Because that, that's that's the, that's the that's team the below. Thing. It's not he's under eighteens. It's not he's under seventeens. So, this is so the, disrespectful. This is the players who, if he put calls some of them through next season and they have an amazing season, and he'll be hailed as this hero for letting the youth have a chance. Yeah. Well, actually. Less than six months ago, mate, you didn't even know who half these players were because you refused to manage them in the FA Cup. Um, yeah. fourth fourth round, it's yeah. an absolute 
joke. Yeah. It really is. I just think it just shows just total disrespect to English football for me. Mm. I, it really does. It just, you know, it just pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I think, uh, yeah. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Liverpool take on Chelsea in the next round of the FA Cup. We're going to take a quick break here on Football <coughs> Social Daily. But afterwards, we'll be talking about what Premier League clubs will need to decide regarding the summer transfer window. Don't go anywhere. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Premier League updates. Welcome back to Football Social Daily. This is your only daily podcast which solely focuses on the Premier League. And Premier League teams will need to decide very, very soon whether they want to change the summer transfer window after what I thought was a rather underwhelming January window. It wasn't exactly that exciting in my opinion. I know it's not all about excitement. It's actually about the players and the teams getting the personnel that they need. But I thought it was pretty pretty disinteresting, to be honest, this, this winter window. And is that a knock-on effect from the fact that the summer transfer window closed early this season and the other European leagues didn't align themselves with that deadline? It's said that because of Brexit, and we're not supposed to be political on this podcast, but it's a factor that European teams and, and clubs might have difficulty sending players to and fro. I'm not sure how much of that I, I believe, but that's beyond the point. The point is, should clubs change the transfer window back to what it was before <laughs> the, the summer window closing oh. early? It's like, uh, yeah. is, that a, is that really a hindrance to managers? The is it is, really that much of a problem? I think it's much better for managers to have a settled squad going into the season. So I think it was the right thing when the English league said, right, it's going to end before the first game. And then you've got your squad and you, you're you not dealing with unsettled players mm. throwing the uh, toys out the pram kind of thing. But we mentioned this when we started the, the podcast at the start of the season. Yes. And the problem was nobody followed England. So everybody <laughs> just went, well, if you're going to shut your window there, that means we've got four weeks where we can still sign your players yeah. and you can't sign you ours. Can't sign so all of a sudden everyone started saying, well, we'll... We, we might have him. And then it's still unsettling players, but they can't sort of focus on everything because not everything was the same. I thought when the when the the window came in and we, we shut it before the first game started, that everyone would do the same, <laughs> but they just didn't. So <laughs> it was completely pointless and we, don't, we only yeah. hindered ourselves in England by doing that. So if the solution is, right, well, we've got to go back and, and be like everyone else because they're not going to come with us... Mm. Then that's kind. Yeah. That must be the way to go. But it's one of them where whatever happens, people aren't going to be happy with it. So people aren't going to be happy if it closes before the first game. And then if it does, people, the other people are going to be like, "Well, well, it was better when it was four games in because it was in line with Europe." But then if it's in line with Europe, all the managers are going to be like, "Well, I've got four unsettled players here, and I don't know what to do with them. I don't want to play them in case they get injured yeah. and scupper a move." And it's it seems like an unwinnable situation for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's... clubs are concerned about having players taken away from them after the English deadline closes mm. early, and yet they can still go to European leagues and they won't have any time to replace them. Yeah, but they always—it's <laughs> interesting. They always used to moan that their their best players were always, oh, uh, you know, he's 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 his head's not in the game at the moment. He's got his. I'm sorry, mate. You you your bloke's earning nearly two hundred grand a week with these guys. Get you on. Your head's not in the game. Fire him then. If I thought my head wasn't in the game and I was earning 200 grand a week, I'd be fired. It's like, come on. <laughs> come on, son. It's like, you know, you've, it, these managers have to deal with that. They have to get the best teams out there. The other issue is around um, the Premier League as well because if you've got your best players in the league not firing at the start of a season or not playing at the start of the season because their head's too busy being sidetracked by um, 
by transfer news, then there's a pressure from the Premier League onto the clubs to get that resolved because they want the best players out from on the pitch at the start of the season. Mm. So I think the Premier League have probably had a bit of input into this as well from behind the scenes, putting pressure onto onto the clubs. Uh, in terms of the actual window itself, I mean, it just makes it so much more difficult to sign players in that short window. And what happens in you got you got an in, you got an international tournament, we've got a, the European tournament coming up in the summer. Half the players are there, then they go on holiday. So then you know, so then what do you do? Mm. It's you know, it's so difficult for them to sign players while players are on holiday and or in or involved in their their national teams. Yeah, uh, you know, if you're going to sign the best players in Europe, you you're going to be touting for players in that competition. So. Yeah, you know they've got to move it. Yeah, there's a lot of there was a lot of issues around it. Um, it was uh, last season, wasn't it, when they were the, the really big kick off. You know, players not really have their head in it, but actually, you just got to get on with it and just take it as part of the mm. part of the game. I don't think it's, I don't think that's an issue as to why the transfer windows have been so boring, though. I, I don't think moving it forward is is. I don't think that's the reason they've been boring. I think it's just because I think I said this last week. I think because. The, the Premier League clubs now, as soon as they're going for a player, there's such a commanding fee on the player. It just hinders them from being able to do logical business unless they're desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's why we've seen so many loans as well. Like, yeah. Loans are just a way around. A way around. Um, try before you buy, isn't it? Pay four yeah. million instead of forty, and you might get. You know, exactly. you can send him back if he's rubbish. Exactly. That's why. That's why Man United have got Agallo. There's no reason they would have signed <laughs> yeah. by well, any means. Agallo. Well, 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 won the bloody lottery. Let's be honest. Yeah. To get that move, he might. He might turn out to be very good for Man United and fair play to him. But he's a thirty-year-old bloke playing in China. I was reading though at the weekend that he's he's not even um, he's not even starting in China. So his fitness level is going to be shocking. He didn't even do a medical at Manchester so, United. No. So he's gonna literally gonna take him two to two to three weeks to get up in up to speed. Mm, yeah. And the, let's be honest, there's only 14, 13, 14 games left of the Premier League about now. Three months so, left. So yeah. actually, they've only got him for about two and about two and a half months. <laughs> that too, <laughs> it seems like just like a crazy crazy move for me. They're just yeah, watch, watch him score nine goals now in them, yeah, in them two games. Well, yeah, bang yeah, man, yeah, yeah, just gonna score loads, and then they'll sign him and he'll do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Classic, uh, Oliver. Any thoughts on the the transfer window? Perhaps moving back to the August thirty first deadline. Richard Masters of the Premier League says there's two options: it stays as it is, or it goes back to what it was. There's no sort of middle ground. That's why he's getting yeah. paid the big bucks. Hey, We've got four. two options: do it or don't. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, mate. Wasn't there also something about potential hybrid transfer window as well, where it would be open until yep. the end, but Premier League clubs couldn't transfer or negotiate between themselves, but they yep. could still sell it's abroad still and sign abroad. abroad. Correct. So I'm I'm not sure about that. I don't know. It seems a weird um, situation, doesn't it, to, yeah. to be able to have sort of a half-closed window where you can't sell, for instance, your play, like Danny Drinkwater couldn't have gone on loan to Aston Villa like he has done from Chelsea, <laughs> yeah. but they could have brought someone like Igalo in from China. Exactly, it's an odd, yeah. odd situation. Yeah. Do you think it will change? Do you think the Premier League Cup, because the Premier League clubs were the ones that voted in the first place to make it earlier. Do you think they'll do a U-turn and go back on their original decision? The, the, I think they'll maybe give it one more year at least, see how it goes. I mean, it's only just changed, so it's it's easy just to, to go back to the way it was, but... Mm. Um, I think maybe judging it over a longer period of time would sort of see how how it how it's done. Um, I don't think it's a massive issue really, um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, they'll probably keep it as it is for now. You have to feel sorry for that team coming through the playoffs. I mean, I know Villa literally just in a rush of signings. <laughs> yeah. They've got even less. Time. They're they're already behind for not no, about three weeks. They. Um, 
because they're not knowing uh, if you're going to be in the Premier League or not. And then all of a sudden you've got even shorter window yeah. <laughs> to go and try and get players. And already on the back foot. So whoever gets through the playoffs is going to have a nightmare time again. It's just like literally an influx of anybody who they can get. <laughs> you'll be hoping it's not West Brom. <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. be picking up dregs from China as well. Oh. So that'll be guaranteed. <laughs> get, get Rondon back. Get Rondon, get Rondon back. back. Anyway, up with a 45-year-old Yaya too. Really. <laughs> <laughs> he can still do a job. They'll yeah. say he'll still do a job. Anyway, to finish off today's show, why not play a bit of a game? Today is the 5th of February. And actually, if you're a footballer, it's a very common day to have a birthday. There are a lot of professional footballers, past and present, and managers that have had birthdays on this day. So why not play a game? I'm going to read out to you the clubs that some of these players and managers have played for or managed in the past. I'm going to read them in chronological order. And it's up to you. It's going to be fingers on buzzers. Oliver, Lee, Marley. Up to you guys. I know. You're just going to have to go make a noise. Go on. I was going. I was, <laughs> what was that? That was terrible. Uh, Don't get your out. I was going to say mine's going to be the zip on my fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, why not just shout the answer first? That's the easiest way to do it. In so fact, I'm going to shout helicopter. Okay, fine. Shout right. helicopter right. and give us the answer uh, and tell us what you think. So I'm going to slowly read through. There'll be a one minute time limit on every single person that I read out. So. Do you guys get the rules? Yeah. yeah. It's a kind of similar to the wiki, like looking at wi- the Wikipedia thing. <laughs> That's exactly what I've got in yeah. front of me. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it the birthdays today as well? So right, all of these okay. players, it's their birthdays today, Google the 5th now. of February. So no cheating, no cheating. I can, see, I can see you there. I can see you cheating. Sporting Lisbon. Helicopter. Go on. It's Ronaldo. Yeah. Straight Cristiano away. Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo on that, yeah. Well done. Well done. First point to Marley. Congratulations, Marley. Good Thank job. You. There we go. One point to Marley. So Marley's in the lead. Right, moving on to the next one. Santos. Helicopter. Go on. Neymar. Again, wow. Marley's roared <laughs> into a 2 0 lead. Two, two of the best players in the world at the moment have a share of birthday. They do share a birthday, and it will get more difficult. These players get more difficult. Right, number three. Farul Constanta. Sportal Studentesque. Stauer Bucharest. Real Madrid. Brescia. Barcelona. Galatasaray. That's all of them. And if you're struggling, he retired in 2001 and his national team is Romania. Helicopter. Georgie Hadji? Yeah, Hadji. It is. Is it? Marley, you're absolutely racing into the lead. Georgi Hadji is the right (laughs) answer. He he went to Brescia. He went to Brescia, and then he went to Barcelona after that. They're getting slightly more difficult, so let's see if any of you guys can get this one. Sheffield United. Rushton and Diamonds on loan. Scunthorpe. Sheffield United again. Doncaster Rovers on loan. Doncaster Rovers permanently. Southampton. Nottingham Forest on loan. Reading on loan. Doncaster again on loan. Leeds United. Currently back at Sheffield United. Helicopter. 
Oh. Oh. Go on. I, I think we can well, give that to Lee. Right, he, he doesn't we'll have a noise. He doesn't have a noise. But it is. It is Billy Sharp. Billy that is Sharp. the correct some, answer. I didn't well done. He was that old to go around all those Billy places. Sharp. Yeah, it's his birthday today. I don't know how old be, he actually is today. But mid thirties, surely. He has to be mid thirties. But Billy Sharp is the answer. So Lee, well done, Oliver. You're getting left behind it, mate. Actually, in, yeah. in the dust, mate. In the dust. <laughs> uh, this is the last one. So I don't think Marley can be caught. Yeah. So we'll see if, if you can get any points for pride here, and if so you can kind of it. close the gap. Of course you are. <laughs> you're in the lead. Re- relentless Marley. Like no Liber- you're like Liverpool. This is probably the toughest one of the lot until you get about three quarters of the way down. Then it will give itself away. So you just need to be eagle-eared on this one. Here we go. Degafors IF. Gothenburg. Benfica. Roma. Fiorentina. And remember, this isn't always players. Sampdoria, Lazio, England, Manchester City. Oh, Sven. Mexico. It is Sven. There he goes. Well done, Lee. There he goes. Yes, Sven, you're in Ericsson. It was indeed. Of course, he was the manager of England 2001 to 2006. So that's Marley. You're the winner, mate. Well Thank done. You. Well, well done, done, Marley. Yeah. Good job. Three points. Helicopters Lee got two. All. Unfortunately, Oliver, zero points yeah. for you. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> and uh, I'll make sure that, yeah, there's no genitals being flailed around the no. studio by Marley after his victory. Anyway, this has been Football Social Daily. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe. You'll never miss another episode again, whether that be throughout the week or at the weekends where we have Premier League preview and review shows as well. Follow us on Twitter. It's at the Sports Social. Social, leave us a review too, that'll be nice, and we'll speak to you again tomorrow. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode.